It's another Sunday in comedy, and tonight we're spending Valentine's Day with people we actually love. Comedians. We're back in the groove, back in the green room. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Hit me with the horn, 20! Didn't make a noise! Didn't make a noise! Yeah! Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. jokes baby right here on global news radio 640 toronto and of course if you happen to live outside of toronto we don't know about such a thing but if you do you can listen to us worldwide on the internet on global news online we are of course back i'm online with our producer vince tedesco vince we took a little uh a little breather last week a little super bowl break kind of yeah you know how much of a game that was a crap game i mean it's a, everything's like that now. I mean, Tom Brady, of course, will just keep on winning Super Bowls until he's well into his 60s. I don't know, but it, <laughs> everything's sort of like that now. Like, look, remember New Year's New Year's Eve on in Times Square? It was just like J Lo singing in front of a bunch of those inflatable dudes from used car lots. I mean, you can't. Nothing is kind of real right now, but it's still happening. Doesn't matter how old you are, as long as you're living the dream, you can be dreaming till you're 90. That's. <laughs> Does that make sense? What the hell did I just say? I don't know. I hope that's not another one of your hashtags, by the way. As long as you're living the dream, you can be dreaming till you're 90. That's, uh, yeah. that almost reminds me of that old, you know, that old, uh, that old Bush saying, you know, there was a, there was a saying back in Texas. Oh. Fool me once. Shame, shame on, fool me twice. Shame again. Shame me, shame again. me fooled again. <laughs> Didn't even finish the first part. He's just, yeah. I love it. All I'm saying is that we're we're moving into a day and age where it's like you can live the life you want to live. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter what race, color, gender, creed you are. If you can believe it, you can be it. There you go. If you could, wow, you should have be making like uh, t-shirts or something, Vince. Yeah, should be. If you can believe it, you can be it. Keep dreaming till you're 90. Anyways, so we took a Super Bowl break because you know nobody wants the. Nobody wants head to head with the NFL. Yeah. We know our limits. So, anyways, we're back. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And one day, one day, that slogan will make sense again. There will be live shows with human beings sitting in an audience once again. Can't wait for that day. But I'm excited about our panel tonight. We have some old friends of the show, some new special guests. We have, first up on the line, we have John Paul. JP, how you doing, buddy? I feel like you were with us not that long ago. Correct. Uh, I'm all as well, man. All as well, considering, you know, all that's going on. Uh, you know, so, yeah, man, just happy to be talking to you guys again and good to see your faces, you know what I mean? So You are. You're like this sort of, because usually, you know, we're used to having you in studio and seeing you in studio. But even now, this past year, this whole season has just been swallowed up by a slight slight pandemic going on i don't know if you've you've heard but every couple of months it's like no matter what's happening in the world we jp we catch up with you and you're like a ray of sunshine that comes in (laughs) in the middle of this garbage fire that (laughs) that we're stuck in uh and i'm super excited so you of course jp you you've been doing this live show throughout this whole thing minority report that's been a huge hit and you've also been sort of 
bringing these new people into your circle and new comics into your sort of entourage, if you will, your new stable of people that you're working with. And of course, I'm super excited to have this next comic on the line from NYC. We have Dean Edwards with us for the first time on Inside Joe's man. I'm chilling, man. Thank you for having me from NYC, more specifically Brooklyn. There you go. Um, you know, guests always we always got to shout out to BK. Um, yeah, man, I, I I was excited uh, not only to do this show but um, do it with with JP Jean Paul and uh, and you know looking forward to uh, tossing it up. I I actually did Minority Report months ago and look right. forward to return i had had a blast on there man so so i was like i was like yeah let's do more of this <laughs> and before you did that dean like one thing i'm always curious about and everybody's opinions are kind of different a lot of comics have sort of figured out a way to work with what we're what we have right now during the pandemic mm -hmm. i mean zoom right. shows, tiktok right. i mean jp show minority report that found a huge audience a lot of comics have loved doing that show and it keeps coming mm -hmm. back a lot of comics have tried out some other ones that they're, you know, the mixed bag. A lot of people are like, I don't know, that was kind of awkward. Gaffigan yeah. a little while ago, he was like, I did a couple of those zooms. It was awful, but you know, yeah. Yeah. it depends what the format is. Before you did Minority Report with JP, I mean, how did you dip your feet into a lot of that stuff? Were you trying out a lot of these platforms? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I did. I did one. Um, I did one IG live show okay. back in April. Back in April, very funny comedian um, Ali Ali Sadiq out of uh, out of Houston. He was doing something called uh, uh, I think COVID or Corona comedy, and every Friday night he had amazing headliners. He'd have a lineup of three, and it felt it 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 had a feel of doing an urban room where you had the DJ, you had three comics, you had the host, and because it was IG Live, instead of horizontal, like most Zooms, it was vertical. So it was, so he started off, he, the DJ would play for about 10, 15 minutes, and then he would come on, he would do about 10 minutes of material, and yeah. then he'd say, now give it up for Dean Edwards, and then it split screen, I'm on the bottom, he's on the top, and then he would step off. So there was no distraction of seeing his face, but what helped it was he has a hearty laugh, right? If you scroll on my if you if you scroll on my Instagram page, I think I put a clip of it of, of it up. And you like after a good joke, you just hit ah. <laughs> but what was dope was because it's IG, you saw people live tweeting their response, and, and that motivated you. As, mo as much as you could get motivated in, in these two dimensions of technology. Yeah. And after that, it went so well, I said, I don't need to do it anymore. Cause I was actually, I was, I was pressured because I, you know, I like to think that uh, I've built a reputation um, over, over many years of doing this to, to, you know, achieving a high level of, of standup and performance and jokes. And so I, I was like, I have to make sure I do that. And when I did it and, and hit the mark that I was looking for, even exceeded that mark, I said, I don't need to do it again because it's not going to get better than that. So yeah. I, I, I only did the only other um, shows I did during this whole quarantine, I did something um, out in L.A. in coordination with All Things Comedy. And I forgot the name of the company, but they had something that was kind of dope. 
where they have a studio and they actually had monitors yeah. lined up. So you had about 15 to 20 monitors around you. They had a three camera shoot, a whole um, a whole tech team, director, producer, the whole nine. And you actually felt like that. Those are those pictures are up like around early, late September, early October last year. That felt like a real show because you, you could like hear you people in real time. Room. Yeah, that was dope. And then last week I did a benefit for um for this uh for a cancer society sending children with cancer to camp, and that was my actual first Zoom show that I ever did, and it went well. But again, I'm not. For me, I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm not pressed um to yeah. to live in these two dimensions. And shout out to everybody that that does. It just for me, I I'm a big performer. I like moving and mobility. And for I mean, and I mean, you guys have both obviously been at this a long time, and you're spinning different plates. You can go off and do a writing gig, or you can start your own I, thing like right. JP, or you could do some voice work, whatever. Because mm -hmm. you already have that audience, you already have that following. Right. It's a weird time for comics who maybe before this hit. We're sort of just in that first couple of years of starting out mm -hmm. because right. there's nothing to fall back on there. You, when you're coming up like that, I mean, you got you need that live audience, and I think every once in a while you need a good, healthy bomb too. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, especially like, when you're new, right? Yeah. Especially, especially when you're new because you start feeling yourself and sniffing your own pisses. So it's nice <laughs> for someone. It's nice for an audience just to just to give you a nice. You know, where, where it's just pure silence and just staring at you and you feeling the mistakes and error of your ways, you know. Um, and for if you're a new comic, to me, the Zooms are great for you because, you know, younger cats are coming up in the technology. So so they they've adapted to it, I think, better than than older comics have. I agree. I agree. I that's true. This is this is their domain. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's almost like they've been ready for this for a long time kind of thing. So right. now what they need to do is translate the actual humor to, to their technological advancement over, you know, some of the vets. And I think that's why a lot of these platforms are going to stick around after that, because you're exactly right, JP. There's a whole generation of comics right now that are like, this is just what I know. It's like how you can right. see a three-year-old pick up an iPad and just start scrolling around and find their own YouTube. Right. How do they right. do that? How do they know about this? <laughs> And they know your passcode. Yeah, <laughs> like they're born with it. I have no idea. All right, we're going to come back with more of our panel, more inside jokes. And I want to get into some tough rooms and how important those are. We'll be back right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Richard Lett. You're listening. Okay, I'm sorry. Hey, this is Alex Wood, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast to coast, North America wide, planet Earth wide, in fact, if you happen to have the internet, I hope you do, because there's literally nothing else to do right now. <laughs> for the foreseeable future we're back with our panel we have old friend of the show john paul on the line with us and from nyc we got dean edwards so we were getting into before the break you guys how it is a, it is a weird time obviously for comics coming up right now because you do have this sort of everybody's been kind of calling it generation tiktok but you have this whole wave of <laughs> comics now that are 
you know, a lot of comics like you guys who have been at this 20 plus years, you're sort of going to these platforms because that's what's there right now. And, you know, you have mm -hmm. that audience that will kind of follow you over to it. But there's a bunch right. of comics right now that are sort of this is going to be what they know. This is what they're coming up in. And I think it's going to look a bit different when the dust does settle and when, you know, the festivals and the clubs reopen and all that stuff slowly trickles back. This is still going to be there, too. Uh, yeah, I but I don't know. I don't ahead. know how much of it is is truly really going to be here. You know what I mean? I I just think right now it's it's one of the only outlets that they have because right. uh, I I just don't think you can beat live comedy. You just can't. You definitely can. So uh, hence right. the reason why doing Zoom shows as as fun or fine as they may be now, uh, it's it's the literal interaction and exchange of energies uh, yeah. that is is what makes this you know so viable as as a thing. So. Um, so while it might still be around, I think people are going to be craving inter like physical interaction. And I just want to go out. I just need to be out. I don't want to be near my computer. So I'm curious as to, you know, how many Zoom shows and, and online virtuals are really still going to be around. You know? It is. It's sort of a methadone in a way, right? Because <laughs> you do need that. You have to be in that room. You have to have that sort of call and response. That's that's what makes stand up such a special thing. I mean, that's what it is, is it's every single show every single time you step into that club is a completely different show because you have no idea what that feedback is going to be like with that audience what that relationship is going to be like for the next 90 minutes completely changes night overnight right 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 and, and you know it also um to, to add to what um jean paul said i i think it'll i think it'll last from a biz, business perspective of each club that runs it, I think now for people that still, cause once we come out of it, there's still gonna be people that say, I ain't going out, right? Yeah, yeah. But then, for, for instance, like I've, I've done a couple of uh, shows. I'm in, uh, I am at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle in Detroit, in Royal Oak, Michigan next week, the 18th through 20th of February. Um, <laughs> always got a plug, but there a lot of those shows they have the socially distanced shows yeah. so if a club's capacity is normally 300 they may only take 75 to 100 but a lot of clubs are also zooming out the shows to uh people that want to pay and maybe the cover if the cover is normally 25 dollars they may only charge ten dollars um for you to watch from home yeah. so i think i think that's how um, this space of technology uh, now will continue even after we return to some state of normalcy where people are going to say and clubs are going to say, you know what, we can only hold this amount or even when we're in to capacity, they might say, you know what, you know what, we'll still charge you if you'd like to watch the show from home. Yeah. Um, then you can pay pay a certain fee. And also I'm going to correct you because you're right, there's not a lot to do um you know right now but you can go to netflix and watch they ready season two there we go uh, episode six <laughs> <laughs> and catch your boy <laughs> i was and i was but yes of course so you're on this new <laughs> tiffany had a special which here in canada you can get it on netflix and i was kind of coming around to that too because oh, i knew I, you were i, knew you were. <laughs> I feel like we kind of not that there was ever a good time obviously for any of this to happen but in a way because i think the last few years stand-up did have this sort of resurgence with a lot of new audience because mm -hmm. you had this whole wave of people who are now 
watching specials on Netflix and maybe mm-hmm. they've never been to a stand-up show before. They started listening right. to podcasts. And they went, right. I want to go watch a stand-up show. They maybe would have never have done that before. So in a way, we sort of had this framework already there. So mm-hmm. if we had to have a pandemic, at least we had that that audience sort of there. Yeah, and and there's a lot of um, you know, prior prior to our specials uh dropping, I mean, there was so much comedy, almost almost to the point where there was so much comedy that it almost felt like overkill. There were so yeah. many specials being released, yeah. and, and you know what what I like about you know ours, you know, dropping last week or ours premiering last week was that they're not all on top of each other and there's some right. space, there's room for them to breathe, there's room yeah. for them to get some legs and build a following. And because honestly, the, the term comedy special, we're all old enough to remember that, you know, comedy special was was literally something special. Yeah. You know, when, when, when Delirious, when Eddie Murphy's Delirious came out or Eddie Murphy Raw, it was an event. We saw it over the weekend. We came back to school talking about it, you know, joking about everybody trying, trying to trying to mimic Eddie and, and repeat anything <laughs> that he said, you know, and, and and so forth. So to me, that's the beauty. This, if there's something positive that's come out of this whole worldwide pandemic, it's that we uh, we've been able to figure out what really matters, what really is special, you know, versus you know Bruce Willis. I didn't know Bruce Willis did this many bad movies, dog. <laughs> right? None of us did. Yeah. I love Bruce Willis. And I watched every one of these movies. And some of them you watch and you're like, all right, I guess. And then others you're like, oh yeah, he had to pay a bill. He had to, he had to pay for a house or something. <laughs> Alimony, man. Alimony. But to add to, to add to what Dean was to, to what Dean is saying, um, I think what the, the pandemic has done for comedy. Is, yeah. uh, is people aren't taking it for granted anymore because I think also what it, it helps with is is people's emotional wellness, you know? Right, and, right. and people don't want to be as reminded of drama and, and all sorts of crazy, scary stuff that they got out there. And what I think people have done is searched for comedy, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to help them get through this. So yeah. once we are allowed to be out and, and you know, also again, to add to, to Dean and cr- congratulations to, to Dean and to Godfrey and to the, to, you know, Tony Woods and, and, and especially to Tiffany Haddish for putting these things together. Um, and I also just in December recorded for Just for Laughs, a gala that's going to air later on, um, you know, as part of a conglomerate of comedians. Um, what it made me realize is that people want that energy. People want to laugh. People want and need that release. And, and it just made me proud and, and re-inspired me to, to, recommit to to the craft and, and to, to comedy to to be able to because what we do we are essential essential workers you know and i think it's and by the way i should clarify for listeners at home that aren't watching this on zoom jp was congratulating dean edwards <laughs> the special i am not on that special on netflix i am just here doing this every sunday but uh, I think it is true. I think it is true, JP, because we've we've been in stuck. This has been going on for a full year now. Yeah. Where everybody's been stuck in this same never-ending news cycle, and we're on yeah. Facebook, and it's been all. Thankfully, part of this is over now, but it's been just Trump, 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 wildfires. Right. The planet is melting. Yeah. Right. The dude in a buffalo hat that has to eat organic food is storming the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> we're stuck in this, right? So it's like we need. Normally, I think 
in a way it would have been such a ripe time for comics to tackle a lot of this stuff and go this is what we do we talk about what's going on in the world but it's almost like we kind of need to steer away from that because we've just been drowning in this stuff for an entire year and people are remembering that you're exactly right jp i think people are going you know what yeah comedy is really an essential thing we do need this probably right now more than ever yeah and and once everything that's the beauty of uh the other side of uh, the pandemic, right? Is, is you know, people wondering like, how's, how are things gonna be after it's over? Once this is over, everybody's gonna rush outdoors yes. to, to yeah. go, go to live comedy shows. Everyone wants to go to a concert. Everyone wants to go see a live athletic event, you know? And obviously there'll be differences. I don't think the masks are going anywhere anytime soon, um, but, that at least we'll have that live energy because it is really electric energy like and shared energy when when you're performing and and feeding off of a live crowd versus a a zoom crowd and and we've we've probably all done zoom shows where you can play with the the audience via box you know and and you know i found i found a lot of fun playing with people and scrolling through and being able to say someone's actual name like you know i think I think great comics adapt. Great yeah. artists, really. Great artists yeah. adapt to, um, to to whatever they're they're faced with, and and still find ways to create some amazing uh, art and entertainment. It's like you still have that always that comic instinct too. It's a yeah. you might be reading a name on a screen, but that's still right now. That's still the same version of reading a room. It's the it's going yeah. up on stage and you know picking out that person in the crowd that you're going to interact with. It's that same sort of skill set that just is there, right? yeah exactly exactly well, I mean, people are people are definitely it's just wanting to get out and, and watch live comedy again and do stuff i mean jp we're here in canada in february if you told canadians that patios were reopening tomorrow they'd be there man they would they they'd totally. be on the patios totally pretending right. like it was july fire they would up, do it fire up those eaters get those mittens <laughs> out get those bernie sanders mittens out and uh you know what i mean <laughs> they totally do one thing I did want to pick both your brains on, I mean, especially Dean coming from that New York scene, New York is notorious for, you know, small, intimate clubs that comics come mm-hmm. up in. And a lot of New York audiences, a lot of time, they don't mess around, man. There's a lot of like notoriously tough crowds in that city. And I mean, here in Toronto, JP knows well, we had, I think Kenny, Kenny Robinson's Nubian show is, is the mm-hmm. best example in this, not, yeah, in, not in Toronto, but in this country of one of those yeah. real years, 25 you know, years. 25 yeah. years and going. I did it years. Until now. I did it back, yeah, back in the day, I did it, I want to say, in like 2002, 2002, 2003. Yeah, so shout out to Kenny. It's one of those cult rooms, man, that so many people passed across that stage over the years. And it was right. a rite of passage, too. Like, if Kenny right. invited you to do that, that right. meant something. And that, But that crowd, they they wanted something from you. They, they weren't just going to give it to you. And New York has so many rooms that are known for that, too. I mean... Dean, when all this comes back, do you think, especially, I mean, New York was one of the places that was hit so hard by a lot of this. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, the pandemic nailed New York. You had all this right. turmoil going on at the same time. There was just a lot of things happening all at once. Right. But I think a lot of the time, New York is one of those resilient places where if anything, it just sort of like, it's like a comedy furnace, man. It like flavors that scene. What do you yeah. think the stand-up scene will look like there after all this? I think it'll look exactly the same as it looked before, man. I, you know, I like you said, New York, New York, strong. We're we're extremely resilient, and I think one of the reasons, and then I, you know, I say it seriously, but also jokingly, that one of the reasons New Yorkers um, 
are so hard to please is because we're spoiled, right? We're mm -hmm. spoiled in New York because on any given night, uh, sans a pandemic, um, I could go on stage and Godfrey, actually the entire lineup of Tiffany Haddish Presents They Ready Season 2 could go on stage and then Chris Rock will show up and yeah. go on and then Dave, yeah. Dave Chappelle will go on stage and then Louis C.K. will go, you know, so when you, when you get used to that, Aziz Ansari, when you get used to so many bangers, Russell Peters, you'll get all these heavy hitters that just are in New York at the same time and go on. And if you see that more, that's that's really a once in a lifetime thing when you get that many yeah. Oh, yeah. iconic uh, stand-up comedians, a a Amy Schumer, you know, Marina Franklin, all of these cats go on and then you come back a week later and uh, Steve Martin might just be hanging out upstairs in the olive tree or, or, or you know, um, <laughs> you know, so th there's so many, you get so many amazing people that come through that it becomes, becomes sort of passe where you're like, all right, well, you know, all right, that's, that's what we do, but you get spoiled off of that. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whereas if that happens in Toronto, and and it's just someone that was on a, a a big TV show. People might be more apt to, you know, be excited about it because yeah. they, they're not seeing that every day. Oh yeah. By the way, what happens, Dean, in Toronto is if you get somebody who's here shooting something and they decide uh -huh. to drop into Yuck Yucks and do five minutes, mm -hmm. every open micer in the city, make sure they get a selfie with them, and then that goes in their credits. Perform right, with. right, 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 they, right. He knows exactly what's up. That's what with. Facebook turns into that for like a week straight. Right. <laughs> Anyways, I can do this all day. We're getting the wrap here. Before we go, of course, so Dean, where can people check out this new special? I know it's on Netflix Canada. Yeah, yeah. People people can check out um, They Ready Season 2. Um, like I said earlier, you have myself, Godfrey, Tony Woods, Barbara Carlisle, Kim Clark, and Aaron Jackson. Um, six, six banger stand-up specials and then the seventh episode i'm episode number six we're 43 episodes deep and they're all on my page at imd network so make sure y'all check that out i love it and of course jp where can we find you buddy the best way to find out where i'm going to be is check me out on ig as well at john paul comedy uh we still got the minority report which actually we have the happy black valentine's history month edition <laughs> uh valentine's day uh, check that out. Uh, also, um, uh, I have a podcast every Tuesday with a friend of mine from Trinidad and Tobago called uh, The Kitchen Table. Um, we're moving to a new platform called Tego, T-E-G-O. But again, check me out on IG to find out where that is. Love to see it. Keep doing what you're doing. And everybody, don't forget to check out They Ready Season 2 on Netflix. We will be yeah. back with more Inside Jokes. Dean Edwards is an executive producer. No. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs>
we were just talking during the break. It's been, a, it's as the kids say, it's been a minute, but it's been a couple of seasons. Uh, and now with a brand new album, we have Leanne Maladdin on the line. How are you doing there, bud? Hey, I'm great. I'm great. This is awesome. I feel like when I have you on the show, I can just, after 15 years of, of being on the air and being in Toronto, I can like let go of that and just let my true rural Canadian accent just flourish. Oh, yeah. I don't even know what my accent is anymore. People <laughs> ask me all the time. I'm like, I think it's just really lazy talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's pot. <laughs> Your accent is just pot. That's what it is. Just increasing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But of course, it's interesting though. I mean, you, so I mean, last last time you joined us a couple seasons ago, you were plugging Mary Janes of Comedy, which of course is this cult show here in Toronto that you've been doing for years. But now, I mean, you've been at this a long time, Leanne, and you've sort of, you're one of these comics that you've always been a fixture on the Toronto stand-up scene. You're sort of a comics comic where a lot of comics in Canada know you and they've worked with you in different, like from weed rooms to clubs to festivals to road work to even that time you just showed up on the view <laughs> <laughs> so for as long as you've been at this and doing all this different stuff now you have your debut album coming out yes well thank you dean that's very nice to hear somebody say i really like that um and yeah yeah i'm so excited about this album it is called late to the party because <laughs> that is that is me um i didn't you know as you know i didn't start comedy till later in my life and um i'm putting out my first album and um on february 12th i turned 50 so i was like it, we're releasing yeah. it on the 12th and that'll give me something to celebrate and i just thought late to the party just wrapped it all up quite well so uh really excited that's uh coming out with the uh, uh cottage comedy digital so yeah. Tyler morrison's um label and uh, that's been great and so i'm just really excited about it well and that's the interesting thing too by the like Tyler Morrison having cottage country comedy. One interesting thing we've seen in the last couple of years, and especially now during this pandemic, is it's sort of like the age of the indie record label. I mean, for for years in Canada, all we had was comedy records, and they were the brand new thing, and that was really the only label like it pumping that up. But now you have six or four records on the east coast or on the west coast. You have comedy here often. Now Tyler Morrison's been doing releases with cottage country. Uh, Howl and Roar. Howl and Roar that Aldor started up. I mean, you have all these labels now that have sort of, especially this past year during the pandemic, really been the ones pushing out content and pumping out these albums and digital content. I, it's it's amazing to see. I feel like it's the lunatics sort of took over the asylum. Like comics have been the ones really running the show this year. Well, it's great. And I feel like, like for once I'm hitting the timing good on this because I like, I think a lot of people, you know, have been listening to a yeah. lot of podcasts, a lot of downloaded stuff. And um, so right now I think it's a good time to release. It's funny though, cause like it was recorded during the pandemic. Yeah. So, so I'm just like, I don't want to just sound like garbage. Right. <laughs> but of course I did the Toronto thing. Um, we were shut down, but they weren't shut down in Bracebridge. So, yeah, right. so we had a great audience out there and I went out and did it in Bracebridge. So I actually really like it. You know, you're talking about like, uh, just letting your Canadian out and everything. And I just feel like that was just perfect. I felt like that was just like a really perfect audience for me and a perfect spot. And 
I'm really happy with the album. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, some stuff that I actually haven't had, you know, in my set for a long time. And then other stuff that I've had for ages that I just like really want to get in a recording and just go on from there. But uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about it. Well, and that's the interesting thing. Cause you like, talking to a lot of comics over the years, there was sort of, and I'm going to say that sort of generation of like the old school road dogs of like, you know, the Kenny Robinsons and the Darren Frosts and the Mike McDonald's and all these comics who were like, you know, you go out there, you do the clubs, you do the road work for like 15 years, 20 years before you even think to put out an album. And of course now it's the opposite. Comics are just because it's sort of the age and the attention span we live in and it's so much easier to do this digital content now comics will be at this for like a year and they're pumping out their first release was it intentional for you to like okay now is the time i've been at this a long time now is the time where i feel like i want to put this to tape and push that out there was that always sort of intentional for you well I mean, that might also be another reflection of the times because I don't understand where these kids get the confidence. Like, <laughs> God, like who well, really? Like, I, <laughs> to me, to me, I just feel like it makes sense. Like, like you work at something like over yeah. a period of time and, and you get better at it to the point that when I went out to record that, I wasn't nervous about it. Yeah, I didn't have butterflies like, oh, this is the recording. We're doing the recording and everything like it was just like, awesome. This is a wicked location. This is a great crowd. I'm just going to have fun. And so it's not like I intentionally waited this long, but I feel like I'm going to I'm a lot happier with the results. Um, yeah, no yeah, yeah. All right, we're going to come back with more Leanne Maladin and, of course, her new album, Late to the Party, which also, by the way, coming out on your 50th, that's, like, perfect. If you, do, if you did have to plan a moment in time to release this thing and make it sort of significant to you, like, what better time to do it? We're going to come back with more Leanne right here on Inside Jokes. Hi, this is Pat McDonald, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. The party's over. It's time to call it a day. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Worldwide on the Global News Radio Network, and of course brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Helping you socially distance more clearly. We, of course, have... Our old friend of the show, an old friend of mine, Leanne Maladin on the line, who has a new album coming out, appropriately titled Late to the Party. And Leanne, before the break, you were telling us, so you went up and so this album was done through Cottage Country Comedy, of course, Tyler Morrison's label. And for years, he's been doing this, this festival up in Cottage Country and he would do like CBC galas and all this stuff. And he really has built this sort of, he's like a mayor of comedy up there. He's sort of built his own crowd. For you going up there to record, I mean, I feel like that is an audience that for sure would would eat you up. But also right now at a time where everything's closed in Toronto and in all the major comedy hubs to be able to go up to this place where there's still it's like stepping back in time by a year. There's this huge audience and you can still do. Obviously, that's perfect for an album recording. But just for you as a comic, what was that like to have to be able to do that again? 
Well, it was great. But the thing is, like, a lot of the time, you know, people who are recording an album or doing a recording for something, they'll message you like, hey, can I have a spot? Can I have a spot? Because they're trying to get as much practice in as possible, right? Yeah. So the only thing was, I didn't have a lot of practice. I had a pretty decent November, like, in, um, like, Kitchener, Cambridge, like, surrounding areas gigs yeah. in November. And, um, but then it was two weeks with nothing and then the recording. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it felt great to be in front of an audience for sure. Um, but yeah, I had to like, I had to practice a little differently. I had to just like record myself. <laughs> well, I, think you, I think even early, cause you did mention, yeah, you started stand up maybe a little bit later on. I mean, there's a lot of people that are starting stand up now at like 17 years old as they're going into Humber or whatever the case may be. But I think you also from the beginning sort of tapped into something that a lot of comics, especially in Toronto, because Toronto can be sort of this incubator. You tapped into something where like, you have to be able to relate to an audience here in Toronto in these rooms like Comedy Bar where there's like these alt shows or whatever we used to call them. But at the same time, you also have to figure out how to go out into these small towns and do those one-off gigs and do the road work and be just as relatable to those crowds. I think a lot of comics coming up in Toronto would get stuck in this thing where they just, I know this audience and this room and that's it. And if you took them away from that, they didn't know what to do at all. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'm pretty flexible with my audience. Like I can, like, it's not like I'm changing like the main, you know what I mean? Like who I am up there yeah. or anything like that. But um, yeah, I think I, I can uh, change the crowds, change up with the crowds. Like I love Hamilton. I love doing yeah. <laughs> like my favorite. I just feel like, I guess I just feel really relaxed and I have a lot of fun there. Right. And yeah, I know, I know what you mean though. Like some, uh, like, I think that's also been recognized by other comics. Cause like yucks sends me to some outskirt, like, like yeah. outskirts gigs and stuff. And, um, and I think, you know, when I think about it and I look at the, you know, <laughs> the Legion Hall that I'm in, or whatever, <laughs> I think, yeah, I don't know if they're like, I don't know how many city folks can, uh, can connect with these people here. So it's, it's fun. Uh, but uh, I think that, yeah, that's something that I try to do. So that's cool. That it's and I think, I think definitely all audiences are always smarter than we than we think or than we like to give them credit for and 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 so are fellow comics I think you've always had this thing about you where you are you have to be from Toronto you're a Toronto comic who doesn't feel like a Toronto comic because I think a lot of stand-ups when we go on stage we're playing some sort of extreme amped up version of ourselves we're playing some sort of a character I think one thing that audiences can tell about you instantly is that if they go up and talk to you after the show they're getting the exact same person that you there's no character version of Leanne Maladin on stage it's just that's just you up there you're the same on stage as you are off and I think people grasp onto that I am just a character <laughs> <laughs> that's me <laughs> yeah well that's good that's I mean I try to be I try to be like that and, and uh genuine and uh yeah it's funny I was um I think I was talking to Ryan Horwood and he was saying that uh, we, we were talking about how I was like, I feel like I'm kind of like, you know, like when the, 
the northern guy comics like kind of the show like yeah I feel like I'm like this honorary like northern girl even though I grew up <laughs> in the suburbs but he's like oh for sure you are you know like <laughs> you are you're sort of like the unofficial fourth member of the rude dudes that's just <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm not sure what what it is but but uh, I think that's it could be the jeep it could the jeep could help <laughs> the, the jeep definitely doesn't hurt I think it's I think that's why it's perfect I mean, right now, especially, you would have had no shortage of indie labels in Canada to put out this first release on. I think Cottage Country is so perfect. I think that's just, it's it was meant to be. Leanne Vladin, first off, when this album drops, happy 50th. Thank you. I think that's pitch perfect that that's that that's when the album comes out and i will expect your i will expect your messages on facebook and instagram i will i will instagram you on that <laughs> on that day for sure i think it's perfect that that's when the album comes out and before we let you go leanne so where can people it is of course late to the party is coming out through cottage country where can people find this okay so it's on you can get it on the 12th on uh or anytime after the 12th on um cottagecomedy.com slash shop or you can get it on Bandcamp and then um, at near the end of the month it's going to be on uh, like Spotify and uh, iTunes. Beautiful. Leanne Maladin, late to the party. Thank you so much. We can't wait to get you actually yeah. back in studio again. Eventually that'll happen. Uh, but everybody, also it's also it's going to be your birthday, so make sure you download that album. Yes. Through Cottage Country and of course shout out to Cottage Country Comedy and Tyler Morrison for Again, being one of those labels that's keeping this stuff going. Leanne, thank you so much, bud. Thank you. This was great. Nice we'll to talk, see you again. We'll talk to you soon. Stay All safe, right. but also we can't wait to get you back in studio with us. Thank you again to our panel this week. Of course, Dean Edwards in New York, our good friend, Jean-Paul. And don't forget, you could check out Tiffany Haddish, They Ready, season two. It's here in Canada on Netflix. And of course, our friend Leanne Maladin with her debut album after so many years late to the party on Cottage Country. That is our show, but you can tune into all of our episodes from season five right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week, baby. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx features Dean Edwards. I don't like listening to the radio in general. Because it's not for me. It was like I, I appreciate Lil Wayne, but what do I have in common with this dude? I'm a grown man. First, first of all, as a grown man, I'm annoyed I gotta call another grown man Lil anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, can't I just call you Wayne now, though? We've known each other long enough. Can, you pay taxes. You're not Lil anymore. <laughs> and on top of that, this dude wears. You know, look at how I dress. I like my clothes to fit a certain way. This dude's wearing skinny jeans. On a side note, why are men wearing skinny jeans, fellas? Stop. Do women, do you like guys in skinny jeans? No woman. Fellas, look, if you wear skinny jeans, uh, die. And I mean that <laughs> in the most positive way. Because I, I just don't understand how you can be a heterosexual male trying to approach a woman and you have camel toe to you. Hey, what's up, boo? What's poppin'? How, how you, can, you, can you see my veins through my jeans, huh? You see I got a V? You see, yes, I have a yeast infection right now. Yes, I do. Yeah.